Yeah. Welcome to the Davis 10 Soccer Podcast. My name is Greg Davis, former NCAA Division I athlete, and the goal of this podcast is to shed light on the harsh realities of life after sports. My guest today is former professional and collegiate soccer player Tyler Arnone. Tyler began his collegiate career at St. John's University, followed by the University of Michigan. During his time in Michigan, Tyler racked up a number of awards, including Big Ten Player of the Year and All-American in 2013. Tyler graduated as the program's eighth all-time leader in assists and was one of four players in University of Michigan history to be named All-Big Ten in three seasons. A top midfielder in his class, Tyler's gritty work ethic brought him across the United States professional playing ranks from the MLS to USL. A talented soloist off the field as well, Tyler grew up with a love for music, particularly skilled with the trumpet, and was second chair in his high school band. Tyler, welcome to the Davis 10 Soccer Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Greg. Hope you like that intro. Worked hard on it. Um, I do want to touch on, I think it was just it was just pretty dope and a pretty pretty unique as well. When I was kind of digging up information about you, I found out about this uh, this trumpet, these trumpet skills. And I uh, just wanted to and again, it's just 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 pretty unique. I think it's pretty dope when when us athletes can can have a second talent because Lord knows I didn't. So um, <laughs> you know, if you could just um, you know touch on a little bit. I guess what is uh, my main question is second chair in high school band. What is what does that even mean to be second chair? Yeah, I mean, I guess in in band uh, you're ranked a first chair, being uh, someone that's the most talented talented in the group, and then it kind of goes down the row. So second chair. Uh, uh, was was an accomplishment for me in the sense that I'd never picked up my trumpet in practice. <laughs> um, but yeah, my band teacher would call my house all the time trying to get me more involved, but uh, my mom would, would try to educate him on what I had going on for soccer, and, and that was my love, and that was my passion. So I, uh, I did enjoy music. I mean, um, a fun fact, I lived next door to Billy Joel. Uh, Billy Joel grew up in the house uh, next next door to the house that I grew up in. So I never personally met him, but my mom's parents uh, knew knew the family very well. Um, so yeah, I love music and, and I was, you know, relatively good at it at the time. Uh, but uh, but yeah, soccer was, was the major uh, passion and love in my life. So not bad. Not a bad backup plan, though. Second chair. Um, that's not bad at all. And I know that you were, when I was kind of just reading some articles and, and different things about you during your time in Michigan, one of the articles talked about your love for music. And I know you you had a particular kind of kind of love in your heart for uh, for Billy Joel and, and his music. And I guess that makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he, he was a Hicksville uh, Hicksville guy, and he talks a lot about um, some of the areas in Hicksville that I connect with. So it's kind of cool to you know listen to his music and hear some of those local spots and and be able to connect. You know that's that's my neighborhood. You know, so I always found a a, 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 good, a deep appreciation for Billy Joel. Yeah, no, that's amazing. That's a crazy fun fact. That's that's pretty <laughs> incredible. That's pretty incredible. And uh, yeah, and, um, you know, it's a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, Tyler and I, um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say we necessarily grew up playing against each other, but but several several times I would say, and I actually remember that 
I, I think you're I think you were a year older if I'm if I'm getting yeah. that correct. You were ninety one, yep. right? Ninety one, yep. Ninety one, yep. okay, yeah, yeah. So I was a ninety two. So I only really played against you from time to time. I specifically remember um playing against you in Academy when I played I was on the younger Gachi team and, and we played the that was that was the year we had I think U fifteen and U sixteen and you were the U sixteen group for Met Oval and I just remember that that y'all y'all had a squad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That was no, that was a no joke team. Yeah, it was like I remember, like you, Kadeem, Seba, um, yeah, uh, Carl yeah. Rumpf. Um, you yep. had a bunch. Of, you had a few kids from St. Anthony's High School yep. over there, yep. and uh, there's there's a few teams that I played in academy where I was like, damn, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna lie, I was a little I was a little intimidated, and that was one of them because I was like, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a battle. <laughs> It's crazy. It's crazy the amount of talent that you know is in in the New York area. You know, especially with the way uh, the the system is set up now. You have NYCFC and obviously Red Bull and Gachi still very strong and Metalville still very strong. So uh, the amount of talent that 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 growing up on Long Island or in in the metropolitan area for youth soccer is is very difficult. Very yeah. difficult. Yeah, right, right. And and another reason I kind of or, or, or just something that that happened, I guess, that that initiated me reaching out to you was um, actually somebody who, who helped me out in terms of building this podcast, introducing me to the to the um, uh, to the software and different things like that it was actually someone that you coach with, uh, John, um, and he actually has a podcast on college admissions that I listen to a lot. And I just reached out to him and he was a huge help to me. And I remember he was like, I told him about the idea and he was like, oh man, that's great. Like, you know, because, and he gave me a scenario. He was like, you know, if you know somebody, like let's say if they, you know, they went to University of Michigan and they were a star player, then they broke their leg. And then like, you'd want to interview that person. And I was like, damn, that's that's a little that's a little dark. But I was like, I was, I was like, that's a little specific, you know? And we started talking and he's like, I have this guy. He was a transfer from St. John. He went to Michigan. I was like, we said at the same time, we were like, Tyler? And um, and, and you coach with him, I know. So, Yeah, I coach with him. And he's actually the uh, principal of Syacid High School. That's right. That's yeah. right. I work in Syacid. I don't work at the high school. I, I coach at the high school. Um, and then I coach in the club. Uh, but he, he's the high school principal, so he, he has that. And obviously, as you know, he started the uh, college admissions uh podcast which is great for uh kids and and parents uh trying to learn about navigating that which is which is chaotic uh but his his passion is soccer so he always uh finds the time to to get involved with the with the youth over in syosset and uh and we get paired up together and we we have the uh 2015 boys so they're u7 and u8 so we have a lot of fun we have have a lot of fun (laughs) with those kids well, listen, I know John will be, be real happy that I have you on the podcast. So, uh, you know, without further ado, let's get right into it. Why don't you uh, tell me a little bit about how you got into soccer and what initiated your love for the sport? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it was completely organic in the sense that my my family, you know, got me involved with every sport from, from a young age. I played soccer, baseball, football, uh, basketball, lacrosse, uh, and I was I was a good enough athlete where I was successful in, uh, in, in all those areas, but, um, something just clicked with soccer. I mean, it, my heart, you know, began to fall in love with the game. I just enjoyed going to practice. I was very fortunate to have some pretty amazing youth coaches in my life. 
that help like foster that passion for the game. Um, and then the reality is, is my, the soccer experience, the fact that I was being successful um, uh, and the opportunities that it was providing me, like from a young age, my, my first international trip was when I was, you know, 12 years old going to Paris and then, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, I've, I've, uh, had opportunities to play in Spain and Brazil and Italy and, and, uh, uh, Mexico and Switzerland. And that was in middle school, you know? So the fact that, you know, I, I, I am so grateful that I had, uh, uh, the coaches that that fostered my you know my love for the game and and my ability to be successful within the game brought me opportunities where you know how how could I not you know fall in love with it so um, it, I, you know I don't come from a soccer family it was just my mom putting me in every sport and then as success came my way it was kind of her figuring out all right how do I help you know my son. Uh, you know, reach his ultimate destination from, you know, because early on I was, I was telling everybody I wanted to play professional soccer. So, um, completely organic, you know, and I think, and I just reflect now because I'm, I'm an educator and, and I'm a coach. So, um, I reflect a lot about that time because as I just mentioned, I, I work with every age group, younger kids through, through high school and, uh, every session every game i coach i always have in the back of my mind i have to uh i have to create an environment where kids are going to fall in love with the game first because at the end of the day that's what really takes them you know along their journey wherever their journey ends up you know whether it be making a high school team or going on to play collegiately or or beyond that right it's it's the love that that and the passion that drives you you know so yeah, definitely, definitely, and um, you may have you may have just touched on it, but what was your you know what was your dream? What was what, what was it that you ultimately want to wanted to accomplish with soccer uh, in the future? Uh, I just wanted to play professionally. You know, of course, I yeah, I had a dream of uh, playing in the World Cup um, and uh, and representing the the na- the men's national team uh, at in in any in any tournament, but I just wanted to be a professional soccer player. That's all I wanted to do. Um, uh, didn't think about anything else. Woke up every single day, trained, trained to, to reach that. Um, and, uh, like I said, I, I, I don't, I can't really explain, uh, why or, or what ultimately helped me go along there. But, I remember I got into a uh, little bit of a disagreement with my guidance counselor in high school over this <laughs> uh, because she was trying to drive home the point that, you know, soccer is good and, and it's awesome that you want to play professionally, but can you give me something else? Like, can you give me a different <laughs> career field? And I said, absolutely not. <laughs> you know, I'm playing professional soccer. And and uh, and she was, she was kind and, and having some – uh, foresight, you know, hindsight. Now, um, I understand the point that she was trying to drive home, which is the game comes to an end for everyone at some point. Um, but I wasn't willing to hear it at uh, being a teenager. 
Yeah, no, I know. I used to, I used to hate those conversations. Like, what's your plan B? Okay, soccer's all good and all. Because I was like, there's never going to be an end. Like in my mind, yeah. there was never going to be an end. I don't need to have another plan or 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 another goal. Like that's the goal, and I'm getting to it. So I totally, I totally feel you on that. And um, I guess uh, looking back at it, was that was that was this dream realistic for you? You know, I I believe so. You know, and that, that that's a good question because. Um, I'll just talk about my own particular circumstance. Um, um, like I said, I early on I was kind of identified, uh, you know, within obviously state ODP and 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 the regional team and ultimately the national team. Um, but but I was making those teams and making some pretty big trips. Like I said, to Paris representing the U.S., Spain representing region one playing Barcelona uh, went to Italy playing like the the inter uh, youth team uh, played in a major tournament in Switzerland uh, you know Ar- played in Argentina so you know I think that that it's an important question when it came to you know myself and and my mom like okay how how realistic is this right because as a parent, I would assume that she would never want to misguide me, you know, um, and uh, and 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 myself, you know, if if I if I didn't if that wasn't attainable, I think I would have had the right people in my life to kind of make me aware of that. And I just say that because, you know, like I said, I'm an educator and I'm a coach, and it's very difficult because uh, you know, millions of millions of kids want to play professionally. Right, they all want to want to play in the World Cup, um, and you know, even talking about you know, I work with high school kids and middle school kids, and they start to have conversations. Oh, I want to go play Division One soccer. So, um, I always find myself in a balance with them because one, I want to encourage them to be motivated and encourage them to dream. Because at the end of the day, who am I to kind of think what someone can or can't do? But I also try to remain realistic in terms of their expectations, and and I just rely on you know telling my story because I think kids, especially in 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 at the high school, really they they really start to get it. Um, all I can say is what I went through, what I learned, right, and what would that mean for them. Um, so so it's it's a balancing act, you know. For for me, you know, my family, I was in a situation where where yeah, I think that was a realistic uh opportunity for a long time um but now as as the second chapter of my life i i try to be as realistic as i can and as uh, encouraging you know and motivating as i can as well to, to to kids that do aspire to take the game to to the very end yeah yeah and it's it's kind of funny that <clears throat> You specifically remember that guidance counselor having that conversation, and now that's kind of turned right. into you a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, right, right. So just being that your you know your goal was to play professional, um, and and being that you know you did go on to to play professional across you know MLS and USL. Um, you know, did you reach um, did you reach the goals and the height that you that you really kind of set your uh, your your goals to? I would say yes. I I, I reached my goal. Um, and that actually helped to, with the with my mentality for the transition pro, uh, uh, process, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, but the height, 
you know, I don't know, right? That's that's for me. I was uh, when when I left Michigan, I was 22 because uh, I registered at uh, at St. John's my first year, so I was a little bit older when I when I graduated, um, and then I went to the 2015 Combine, you know, and I remember having conversations with with my family and you know my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, uh, that you know. Everyone was telling me, just don't think about it. You know, go go chase it. Go chase your dreams. You know, see where see where the game uh, takes you. It's it's giving you so much to this point. But I just said, I don't know why I said this. I said I said at twenty five, I'm I'm gonna take a step back and I'm gonna reevaluate. Um, I always felt like twenty five. Like I said, it was mostly random, but but I feel like twenty five was all right. That would have been you know three years chasing it you know, from 22 to 25, um, I would have gotten a good feel, you know, for what it takes, where I'm at in terms of my level, what I'm capable of, you know, and hopefully reflecting what I'm not capable of. Um, and then I wanted to give myself enough cushion, uh, when it is all said and done, you know, I didn't want to be, you know, Tom Brady, you know, 40, whatever, and try to figure out life, <laughs> you know? Uh, so I wanted to just give myself enough cushion to come home because I, I knew it in the back of my head. I knew, I knew it was coming, you know? And, um, and I didn't, I just didn't want to worry about it. And I promised myself that when I did turn 25, that I would take a step back and, and that's what I did. So, so why I said for me, the second part is tough to answer because 25 year prime athletic right 25 to 30 that's that's your prime so um you know what would have happened if if i you know grinded it out and stayed in the grind and 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 went through you know those years i don't know um but some it's something i used to think about and and it's honestly not something i think about anymore you know when i when i reflect i i really do think i i nailed my my uh, my decision no that's listen that's amazing and that's that's pretty unique you know for somebody um you know of your caliber you know you're graduating and your big 10 midfielder of the year and you know you said you're going to the combine and you kind of made that decision that you know i'm gonna give it three years and and then that's you know that's that's kind of where i'll well i'll end off and um that's yeah and i think that's that's pretty unique and it's um you know it's pretty admirable that you were mature enough i would say and had a mature mindset at that point to know that like listen this is uh this is going to come to an end and, and I'm putting a time limit on it. Yeah, look, it it was it was half of me being mature, you know, and the other half of of it is what it is. Writing's on the wall, right? I don't, you know, I was very successful in youth soccer and I was very successful in, in college, you know, I don't shy away from from what I was able to to accomplish, but as a pro, you know, I I I, I was there, but there's there's levels that that you can't even imagine in terms of talent. Right, like your the MLS has grown so much over the over the years. Um, you're 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 competing with big time talent, you know. And as a center midfielder in college and and growing up, um, I mean, you you're you're talking about Europeans, South Americans, um, um, guys that that are coming from very well known clubs or ha have very well known names already. I mean, it really, really is no joke. So, um, like I said, I, I, 
I feel like I nailed my decision because yes, I was there. Yes, I I'm able to say I checked that box and 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 I feel fulfilled. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I got let go for for a reason. And 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 like you mentioned, like I would in, in Real Salt Lake, they have a unbelievable setup. They have uh, the they just built like a twenty million dollar academy uh, facility where where the kids that play for RSL Academy, they go to school, they live together, they train together, all, all in the facility. And then with the USL and, and MLS, they really operate as one club. So, for example, you can get pulled up one week and, and, and train with the first team, which, which I had done, um, and playing some games, and then vice versa. Like, you're not doing well with the first team. You're not getting major minutes. You're going to get you know, sent down to, to USL. So you, it, the, the, the depth chart is really fluid, you know, especially for, you know, the academy kids that get to climb the ranks. Um, not every MLS club uh, operates in that matter. Like not, not every MLS uh, team is so connected with the USL. Um, but I was in a situation where majority of my games – uh, with the USL, you know, majority of my training sessions with, was with them, but, uh, still like right on the bubble, you know, but, yeah. but really, you know, really not in any way, um, able to break through. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and, um, you know, just kind of being that you had this in your, in your mind, almost of you, you almost had the timeline and you knew when you wanted to, 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 to move on to something else, you know, what was, was that transition process, I imagine maybe that transition process was a little bit easier for you because you already had this in your mind planned out. But maybe I'll ask you, what was that transition process like for you when you got to that point and you're like, yep, my playing days are, are, are coming to an end? Yeah, the, the, quick, the, quint, the quick answer is, is it, was, it was the hardest thing I've ever gone through in my entire life, no matter how prepared I thought I was. And, and like I said, the only reason I... I I thought about that. What you know, in terms of you know, giving myself three years, was you know, I I I dated uh, my high school sweetheart. You know, a girl from high school who who was along for the ride every step of the way. You know, my mom's a you know single parent and 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 supported me throughout you know this whole journey of extended family and my sister who started to have kids and and you know, my nephews now and, and, and people in my life, you know, I was missing weddings and stuff. So the, the me preparing for what may be next was a little bit of dose of reality saying, yeah, I'm not really breaking through at this point, but also, you know, it's starting to not be all about me anymore. You know, how much longer am I going to, you know, drag my family and my loved ones through, an incredible sacrifice, an incredible sacrifice. Uh, a lot of people don't know what, what it really takes or the work or, or the time, um, that it takes away from, from loved ones. So, so, uh, in short, I wasn't prepared. So I, I came home, uh, actually they sat me down, my contract, you know, was up and, uh, and basically said, Look, Tyler, we're, the club's going to move in a different direction. We really appreciate, you know, the years you've given us. You know, uh, uh, they were extremely positive. Uh, they kind of went through what 
you know, what they thought I, I did not show, which was fair, you know, and I appreciated that feedback. Um, but interesting, um, interestingly enough, um, they said, you know, I'm sitting in the room with the GM and the first team head coach and the USL head coach. And, and, um, they say, um, so, so what are you, uh, what are you thinking about, you know, moving forward? And, um, that question caught me off guard. I'm still trying to swallow that, you know, get let go. And it, it's, it's a brutal process. I mean, they have their, your plane ticket, you know, on the wow. table, ready for you to go. Um, and, uh, they, they offered me a, a position in the front office. Um, they, they said, look, um, uh, we respect like what you were able to do here. We res- respect your, your character and, and your soccer knowledge and, um, if you're thinking about not continuing, um, we'd like to offer you offer you a job. So in the front office, so I ended it with them saying, "I'm going to leave my car here. You know, I'll pack my car up with all my stuff. Um, I'll leave it here. Um, let me fly home and let me think about it. Um, and then if I uh, if I decide you know not to take the the job, you know, they the club would would send my car home." Um, so I came home. It was uh, it was uh, November, December, because you know we got knocked out of the playoffs, and they kind of do exit meetings and stuff. Um, so you know, January first was rolling around, and I'm always a big like reflection and set goals for myself. So um, I just remember that New Year's was one of the most difficult and emotional uh, moments of my life because um, something just said, you know, I'm, I'm done, you know, and the first person I told was, you know, my girlfriend at the time, but uh, she's, you know, my wife now and, and just broke down hysterically crying. And, uh, and uh, the fire kind of had just burnt out. I was, I was, I was tired, you know, I, I, I didn't want to go through it anymore, so I, I called the club and, and kind of just told them, look, I appreciate your offer. I, I just need to take one year and figure out who I am, you know, what's next for me. I didn't want to just go from something that I did every single day, all I knew, to, you know, accept a position, which was a great opportunity, you know, for, in terms of career. Um, but I had no idea who I was outside of the game. So, you know, they were gracious and and. and they're still friends and mentors of mine. I, I keep in touch with a lot of a lot of people over there, um, but um, it was it was very difficult. So yeah, yeah, no, and honestly, that's 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 pretty incredible. I mean, not um, I haven't been necessarily in that world in terms of like you said, you're sitting there with your you know your contract bags packed, and and then all of a sudden it's like you get an offer in the front office, you know, I don't, I don't think, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that happens to a lot of players. So that's, that's pretty, um, a unique opportunity that you had. And, and you said you, you know, you're kind of a big reflection guy, um, looking back at it, you know, and this goes to, this goes to your playing career. This goes to, you know, possibly that decision as well. Anything in life, looking back on it now, do you have any regrets? Uh, none, you know, whatsoever. And, 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 talking about that so after after that new year's right like that full calendar year was the hardest year of my entire life mm-hmm. and and i say that with with uh 
some being humble because there was nothing actually wrong with me, right? I was healthy. Everyone in my family was healthy. I had an amazing girlfriend. I had amazing friends. Um, I was just uh, so lost and uh, so you know, lightly depressed, extreme sadness, I would say, right? Like, I don't want to over, over talk how I, how I felt. I was extremely sad. I used to wake up in the morning, like look myself in the mirror and say like, who are you? You know? And, um, and, uh, so going through, going through that year, um, I was fortunate enough to have an amazing support system. Like I had just a flood of, of loved ones and, and family members and, and obviously my girlfriend, but old coaches um, and, um, you know, mentors in my life to kind of kind of pick me up and, and turn the next, you know, turn the next chapter. Um, so why I say there's no regrets is, is so I, I, I make the decision and then my first, uh, my first, my first job was uh, being a substitute teacher because that's my that's what I went to school for. Right. And so I played for the Long Island Rough Riders that summer just because I was fit and I still, you know, kind of loved the game. So I, I, I played PDL that summer. And I, I mean, I scored like, I want to say like seven goals in, in, three, in three games. I just went, you know, I was still really fit and I was still like the, the peak of my game at the time and I and I called the Rough Rider uh, uh, head coach at the time and basically explains you know I'm not I'm not coming down anymore and uh, he was taken back didn't really know what I meant and and essentially the fact that I was being successful again in the sport like was killing me like I would go home in the game and mm-hmm. I would get in my own head and like what you know, did I stop too early? Can I keep pushing? So I called him. I, I just was almost like the conversation we're having, just told him what I was going through. It, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing well, you know, mentally, this is, this is just not healthy for me. It's kind of messing with my head a little bit. I need to do anything else, but, but play soccer. And, um, and why I bring up being a substitute teacher, because they won, they won. I, I loved it. Right. I, I love being able to work with kids and, 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 uh, you know, have the ability to make an impact in people's lives every single day. Um, f- funny story. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, my certification is PE and health. And, um, I'm, I'm a substitute teacher in that, in this high school. And, um, I'll never forget it. I, I'm subbing a PE class. And in high school, you know, you just kind of, ask the kids to to change and like walk the track or like move, can you just move a little bit for me especially when you're a substitute it's like please don't cut my class i'm brand new <laughs> <laughs> and i had kids like looking at me like like don't talk to me i'm like man like four months ago i just was playing professional soccer and then I just right. get, you know, sixteen-year-old kids like <laughs> telling me to get, yeah, <laughs> just get away from me. Who are you? <laughs> you know, um, but um, no. All jokes aside, it was it was you know a, a combination of things that that helped me through that that extremely difficult year and 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 um, finding my next passion, my next career path, my next love. Um, help that transition tremendously and then so i look back and say any regrets and you know 
absolutely not, you know, because I just got married to my high school sweetheart, you know, and we just bought a house. Uh, we're doing renovations to the house. I'm reconnecting with friends. I'm around family a lot more. I, I, I coach my nephew's team. Um, I, I get to, uh, I get to, you know, work with high school kids, middle school kids, elementary school kids, you know, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, working on their game and, 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 and beyond. So, you know, where I'm the, the, where I'm at in life now is where I was meant to be. Like now that I'm looking back on it and, and, and that's where I was like, you know, it was early and could I have gone more? Yeah. But, but would I change anything? You know, absolutely not. No, I love that. I love that. And I think, People don't understand or not everyone understands how how valuable a support system is, especially when you're going through something like that. And and yeah. and I'm sure that you you know just how, how fortunate you are to have that support system. And that's that's amazing. I, that's a lot. I love to hear that. I love to hear that. And looking, um, you know, if you can give just, you know, I'm sure that you've learned so many lessons through this. And uh, I always like to ask this question um, as we get towards the end of the podcast. But. If there's somebody else that's that's kind of going through this, and I think you have a unique perspective because you planned for this, and it was still the most difficult decision you've ever made. You know, if there's anybody else that's that's going through uh, maybe a struggle or or maybe just a, a sort of identity crisis in terms of what they are outside of an athlete and they're struggling with their transition, if you could give one piece of advice about sport retirement and the tr- transition process outside of sport to that person, uh, what would it be? Um, from my, from my lens, I would say one have a uh, attitude of gratitude. When I reflect back on my soccer days, I don't, I don't ask myself, could I have played more or could, you know, have any regrets? I kind of switch my mentality and say, look how many friends that I've made, how many memories, you know, I, I saw the world you know, and this game allowed me to see the world and different cultures. And, uh, I went to college for free. Um, so, so it wasn't, uh, it wasn't so much, you know, um, if you, if you, if you look back through those lens and see how much, you know, whether it's soccer or whatever sport, how, how much that game provides you, even though, even, characteristics like hard work and determination and kind of stuff that makes you, you know, the young, young adults that we are, um, there's just so much gratitude, no matter what level that, that you played at, whether it be professionally college, you know, got cut from the high school team, wherever the end of your sport journey is, if you honestly take a moment and reflect in those moments of playing in front of your parents or whatever the case is, um, and having that gratitude really helps. Um, don't tackle it alone because it is it is a monster that you know it's a it's slippery slope, right? And and it's sometimes a very difficult um, difficult road to to go down and fight it alone. So it's one of the things I, I mentioned to you. I think it's a great conversation to start having um, because I don't think people talk about it enough. Um, and uh, the, the, the last part is play the game to the very end, whatever that means to you. Because once, once it's over, you know, all you'll have is, is those memories to cherish. Um, so don't feel like you have to, you know, don't 
feel like you have to, uh, you know, the, the, the journey to whatever, you know, whether you play professionally or whether you're going to high school or where you want to, you want to go to college. Um, I hate to see, you know, cause I work with some students that, that may be in situations where, you know, if they don't make it, they feel like failures, you know, so don't feel like if you, if you don't make it to a certain level, um, that, 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 that wasn't good enough because if you look at the percentages um, when it comes to kids that play high school to kids that go to college to kids that play professionally uh, the numbers will scare you you know in terms of how low that per percentage that people that actually go on and make it um, so if you have the if you have the opportunity to play sport play as long as you can because when it's over it's it's really over you know <laughs> no Tyler listen um those are those are great pieces of advice specifically like the the attitude of gratitude I'm definitely going to take that um yeah. and and use that for that. me honestly going going forward so <laughs> I appreciate it don't trademark that I might take that a little yeah. bit as I move forward but um but listen Tyler we'll hold it there I think you know this was incredible and and you just have such a such a unique outlook on on things and 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 the way that you you really kind of planned your career out in your head and and how even with that right it's still one of the toughest decisions ever and that was yeah. you know one of the main reasons i wanted to to start this podcast is is because it, it really does does hit you hard so um listen i appreciate how, how open you were i appreciate how honest you were and um and this was great and i, I really appreciate your your time today uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Like I said, I, I, I love what you're doing and, and I think it's a great conversation, you know, to start having with, with anyone really, right? Like if you're, if you're there doing it right now, understand that it's coming to an end for everyone. And, um, and if you're in high school or, or, uh, college, right? Like these are, these are things that, um, uh, you got to understand that it hurts and you're not alone. So, Nice, nice. Well, appreciate it, Tyler. This was great, um, and I'm sure maybe I'll, I'll, I'll see you. I'll see you soon up in Syosset. When I drive by, I'll, uh, I'll give you a ride. Right. Make sure, <laughs> make sure you stop by. All right. <laughs> Take care. I'll talk to you soon. All right.